Welcome to So You Think Your Car Is Fast, where we dive into the world of high-end, fast cars and explore what it truly means to have a fast car. From the latest in supercar technology to the mechanics that make these machines go, we'll separate fact from fiction and uncover the misconceptions about speed and power that exist in the minds of the general public. Join us as we put the pedal to the metal and discover what it takes to have a car that truly lives up to the title of fast. Well, Dodge just came out with that new Demon. Oh, yes. Yeah, I don't know too much about that car other than that it's, what is it, Demon 170, they call it? What, mm-hmm. Why is it 170, you know? I think it makes 1,070 horsepower. Uh, yes. Of course, it's got to do it all on E85. Yeah, it's that's a, cool, though, right? Fuel. Yeah. And that's did dope. I read that whatever car they did the review on, it was stolen shortly after? No, really? Yeah. <laughs> And poor Mopars, man. I, they they get stolen all the time. Dodge has a serious problem with the security of their keyless entry and key system. I know a little bit about this because our friend Andy with the blue GT3 had one for a few years. And what happened to him was he traded it in on the new like CTSV or ATSV. I'm not sure which one it is, but the new six speed V8 supercharged one. And um, like two days after he traded it into the dealer, it got stolen off the dealer lot. And what happened was there's people have hacked the key system so that you can walk up to the car with a, not with a real key, but with a, you know, a, a hacked key and hop in the car and drive it away. And amazingly, you know, Dodge's fix for this is they give you a software update for your ECU in the car and they say, if you want to add keys to it, add keys to it now because you'll never be able to add them again. And they literally take a piece of software which damages the board so that it is incapable physically of learning a new key. I worry a little about my TRX sometimes because they get stolen frequently too, but that does sound familiar. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. What they need to do is they need to fix their hardware and software, do a recall and replace it. What, you know, I don't know what the problem is, but you know, wrecking people's stuff. And then, oh, by the way, if you want to ever add a key to this car again, you need to do it now before we wreck it for you. <laughs> and we're going to charge you full retail price for a new key. So 300 bucks a key, which is re- also ridiculous because those keys cost them less than $20. So, you know, they've, they've got this mistake that they've made with their stuff. And then they, you know, try to profiteer off the customers even more. I, I'm not impressed at all. I mean, that's enough to keep me from buying a Dodge. Yeah. So going back to the roll race, Billy's car with Terrence driving versus Kevin in the yellow STO. They 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 lined up the first time, and the the way that this is supposed to happen is the left lane is the pace car, the right lane follows the pace car. So really, what it should be is the left lane goes, gets to sixty, and holds it. The right lane keeps up with him. And is maybe, you know, a half to a quarter car behind him because he's just pacing and then they get a green light. And that's just kind of considered to be, you know, an acceptable compromise of, you know, delta between the two cars. But what Kevin did was Kevin ignored the the car on the left lane because he was in the right and he just drove up well ahead. And then as soon as he got to the starting zone, he took off. Didn't wait for a light, didn't wait for anything, just went. And I heard it on the on the PA, you know, uh, Peter said, Kevin, that is not the procedure. Mm-hmm. Which I've got to say is probably the most 
aggressive thing, if you want to call it aggressive, because it's not, that I've ever mm -hmm. heard him say pointed towards UGR. And I, I just kind of noticed that everybody around was like really sick of it. You know, it's yeah, people were sick of it. Yeah. And and they reran the second time and he was again out ahead when he shouldn't have been. And he left early. And, you know, I think Terrence was kind of ready for it. And he didn't care because he, he, didn't, he built his boost and left on the green light and came right around him. And just sailed right by him. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I heard after the event, I got a phone call. Uh, I think the sentiment, I, you know, I don't want to quote things that were said uh, privately, but, you know, the sentiment was that they did not want UGR to uh, damage the event the way that they damaged Texas Invitational. And so going forward, I think there's going to be some changes in, 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 uh, in Ennis, very, very positive changes to how they, how they do that, how they start the races. So Good. Uh, sounds like they might have some technology coming it, it, down the it's, pipe. It's a real possibility. Okay. What I heard was from a reliable this source. What too. I heard. Reliable. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the idea is to uh, deploy a, you know, a technology solution that does not require putting anything in the cars that's purely passive, tracks everything. And would, uh, would it light the green and or not light the green? Would it take care of the human element? Yeah. So it would light oh, wow. the green. Okay. It would also red light somebody. So if, if somebody left before, for the green light it would mm -hmm. also know and it would red light them and assign it's like right now the way they do it is you know it's it's a three strikes you're out system and uh or roughly thereabouts yeah where you know you you mess up twice you mess up a third time peter decides who wins is what mm -hmm. they say and so uh what this would do is it would assign strikes so if somebody is way out ahead or somebody leaves before the green that's a strike yeah red light would be you're out you miss. I mean, that's like a red light in anything else. There's no second chance. It would it would take the subjectivity out of it. Yeah, that's cool. And, you know, be able to say, look at your smartphone and and see the start. So the individual will have a, their smartphone on their dash to look at? No, like anybody on the grounds. Oh, OK. Would okay. be able to watch it. They'll look at an app or something. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Huh. Yeah, I have that capability now to do instant replay and uh, and live live footage as well. Wow, sounds exciting. Ooh. So taking it from from active, we we talked about it before, right? Taking it from an active system where I have to put something in the cars, yeah, uh, to a passive system. That's that's the the, the step. But I have a have a pretty good idea actually of what that's going going to entail. Mm, I can't wait. Sounds expensive. Well. <laughs> Is there going to be a subscription base, or is this? Gonna... I, I smile because Peter won't spend any money on it. But, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I didn't get into that to to make money. I got into that to make roll racing great again. So right. Did you see the comments about? Uh, I don't know, Dan. If you saw, someone said I got some feedback from the listeners. I thought it was funny. I'm going to have to relay it to you. If it's the uh, one you pasted, I think I saw it. Yeah, it is. Dan also needs to be more excited. Oh. <laughs> he's a big brain but he looks bored he loves he, this listener loves your technical input input and you're super valuable his, he goes his explanation of the turbo spinning too fast is great i learned so much which is what keeps me coming back so look at you dan retaining listeners nice job. well that that's job. great you know i i'm always serious i, I can't help it it's just you have one volume and you have one mood it seems like <laughs> 
which is fine. Well, you know, part of it is is that you know every little squirrel on the on the squirrel cage running to keep the motor running in my head is dedicated to what I'm saying. So, <laughs> do you ever get like really angry and raise your voice? It's been known to happen, but very very infrequently. When he gets angry, he just says, "I'm really angry." You won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> do you turn green? I I ask people for help. I'm like, I'm really upset. I can't do this. You're going to have to help me. That's that's usually what it's I do. not. That's not a bad way to do it. What's next? I am Dan, the car transporter. Oh, that's this is true. Uh, Dan's got a new service. Yes, uh, I take I take cars to and from Houston, which, which is great <laughs> as I play musical shops with my car. Yeah, we can't just find one shop. We just send it all over the place. I'm not going to Hondo. Mm, yeah, not, you know, I feel sad. So, so, OK, so let's talk about this. And, and this is just an observation, right? You guys tell me if I'm crazy. You're crazy. Okay. But I saw PDK gearboxes at Texas 2K drag racing. A lot of them. So, uh, I mean. Porsche ones? Yeah. Yeah. Why is your car not sorted? I mean, it's just an object. I'm like, I, it, no. I, I see I, so many 991s, 991s. You're crazy. You're crazy, Todd. You said, <laughs> oh, you told me to say that. Here, here it goes. Um, I, you know, I think, I think there's a, I got a lot of messages when I made that post about not going to Hondo. I got a lot of messages and, and I've said the same thing. I didn't have anything catastrophic. I don't think there's like one big missing piece. It's like a bunch of little pieces. The problem, or at least as I understand it with the 9972 PDK, as opposed to the 991 PDKs is the way that Porsche's com computers, the ECU and the TCU communicate with one another and control the PDK. 997.2 has a different TCU than 991. Yeah. And so when we started this build, I, I think the assumption was, hey, these guys are doing it on this PDK because there's there's so many similarities between the 9972 and 991 as far as like the engine and and you know some of the layout and stuff like that goes. And even the hardware in the transmission is similar. Uh, so I thought we I, I think tuning wise, we thought it was going to be a real easy deal. And it's it's not been that easy. Uh, I mean, I've had several tuners write transmission map files for it uh, that have just not worked. But hey, shout out to Mitch at M Engineering for being my saving angel, whatever you want to call him, because I think his transmission map file is going to help us well his, uh, he's the only one that's had good results with it so far right yeah well and and he's he also went above and beyond to be able to make some adjustments as we did it i mean it's a cumbersome hardware process to make adjustments because you got to pull the cyvex out you got to put the the porsche ecu back in and i mean it's it's a lot but i think we got that and i was excited to get out and try that in hondo uh, we still have some drivability things to go through, which is just a, it's getting out there driving and finding where the deficiencies are. And, you know, I, I have, I've changed the setup so many times in this build that it slowed down my ability to get out there and drive and find all the details. And with the Hondo prep, I was competing with other cars that were Texas 2K prep. And, uh, I, I had a couple little too much power problems happen on the dyno and we fixed them. Not, not bad fixes. But it just ate up time, and I start. I started really thinking about what Dan said about the spin, spin, spin to the spin, spin clank. <laughs> and when I talked to Wayne, we we had we had a, we had scheduled to work on some of the launch control and transmission tuning, but we need dry surface to do it. And it decided to rain the day that we had planned, and I didn't have more time to get with him and 
So we just decided let's get it ready for the next event. Cause I'm tired of, I, I told Nicene, she, she sent me a message. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of running my car at 85% at these events. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always have some big, uh, looming issue that we, we work around it so I can run these events, but next one I want it sorted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, you're not crazy. Okay. It's just a matter of taking the time, knocking it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody really has 997.2 as, as nailed down as the other ones. Although, you know, we've seen recently another car that, that is running really well on the 997.2. So, uh, you know, I think that's kind of helping draw that out and saying, you know, we need to not at nearly the power level though, but, um, but they, you know, having control over the parameters and such. So we need to kind of reconcile that a little bit. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think it's taken to, the, the tuner world community is, is interesting. And I don't, I don't always understand it, but there's a lot of tuners that work together and share information and there's other tuners that don't. And that's, I get it. Right. Like when you have, when you have some kind of niche market where you have something figured out, I mean, your R and D isn't free, but, uh, they, so I know there's a lot of tuners kind of crunching numbers and, and looking at stuff and there has been some progress. So I'm excited about that. Well, they're like networks, right? Yeah. You know, there's like tuner A, tuner B and tuner C. They don't talk to D, E and F. And well, and there's, there's one 997.2 out there that seems to have it all figured out, but I don't believe that's in our network. Uh, other than that, there's a, there's a couple. And when I say couple, I literally mean two other 9972s that are making, you know, four digit horsepower that that are either in the the finalized stages or in the building stages right now. And other than that, we're kind of we're out there by ourselves. Yeah, the 991s are are real popular now and and then, you know, most of the 997s that are running are all 6 speeds. So Yeah, and you know, I mean, I love my car and I already have it and here I am. If I did it again, I don't I don't know. I guess it depends on what day you catch me on, right? Like having something unique that nobody else has has a certain appeal, but it is just other days, you know. If you if you catch me the day after I break down in my neighborhood, um uh, only to realize that my car was just out of gas, which is just embarrassing to admit, but oh, I could show you a picture. It doesn't look like it's out of gas, okay? It, so whatever. But on that day, I would not be excited about building a 9972. Well, the fuel gauges are tricky because the, the you know, in Porsche's infinite wisdom, there's a, uh, I know it's a glitchy situation. It, it only actually measures the fuel tank at above half, half and tank. above below yeah. half tank. It uses data from the, uh, from the ECU or in Porsche speak DME uh, to figure out how much gas is left. Yeah, and I I knew that. That wasn't a new concept, but the difference was my 996, when I was below that half tank threshold, and either we did a flash or a computer disconnect or something, it would default and go to empty and the light would come on, Mm -hmm. right? My 9972, when we had our issue and battery disconnect, it's like the gauge just stayed where it was previous to the disconnect. And I'm not even sure that it was moving after that. Um, last night, actually, last night I, I drained the, the garbage gas out of it that I had and put some some fresh ethanol in there. And I was a little worried. I was like, man, am I going to do this and find out the gas gauge doesn't work? But it did. We're, we're good. So you fired up and everything's fine? Everything's fine-ish. <laughs> okay, what's the ish? Uh, I, I don't, there's probably not an issue. I'm, I'm, we're working on it. Confidence level 
Okay. Yeah, but but wait, let me let me just it's I realize this is a me thing. This is a me thing. When my car breaks down on me, I I just lose trust and it's like I have to start this whole trust relationship over again. And you've got to earn the trust back. I know. Well, I was texting with Steve today and he's like, it's not a problem, man. You're just don't worry about it. And I was like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, me not worry. I mean, come on. So, yeah. You know, when people tell me not to worry, I worry. When Steve <laughs> tells me not to worry, I don't worry. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Yeah. No, I, I know. So, but yeah, now the name of the game is uh, let's get everybody involved in prepping this car to work with last minute intensity with it out actually being last minute prep. Yeah, so I think what we need to do is we need to announce a race for uh, street May. car takeover in Ennis. When is that? It's like 4 weeks away. All right, we're going. Yeah, yeah, that I, yes. We're we're going. Exactly. We're going. Yep. Yeah, I want to be ready for that event. Yep, I like this plan. What? <laughs> We're just going to tell everybody we're going that way we can get the cars done because, you know, it's like Taylor said before, uh, it doesn't matter what task you have. It will fill all timelines. I love I I love this idea. Yeah. So, well, I would say let's create our own event. (laughs) There's an event in Puerto Rico. I got to get there. (laughs) But he's actually got one. So that's perfect. Okay. So streetcar takeover four weeks. Get her done. My uh, my. My tire guy talked told me about it yesterday because in this whole Hondo rush to be prepped, I my trailer somebody messed with my trailer when it was in storage and it's missing parts and I had to fix it and then had to get the tires replaced. I mean, I was really really hustling to be ready and I just finally threw up my hands and I was like, I'm not, I'm done, I'm not going mm. to Hondo. So it's a big open field, I guess, where you store your trailer. No, it's a it's a locked storage facility. Oh wow! You know the you know the little trailer breakaway, the safety yeah. brake cable. Yeah, And I learned a lot how they work. I've never had to mess with one before, but somebody pulled my cable out of the controller. Okay, so you just needed to buy a new one. Yeah, I did. But when I went in the, not the middle of the night, but it was probably 9.45 p.m. when I got up there to get my trailer, I go in the dark and then I'm like, well, this isn't here. So so the problem is, is when that's out, that's when your brakes are engaged. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I got to figure this out in the dark. And uh, I was able to, I had a zip tie in my truck. I folded the zip tie over so it was a little thicker and shoved it in between the two uh electrical contacts Mm -hmm. and hope it didn't fall out as you're driving down the road it didn't oh it wasn't coming (laughs) out man that's that's the crazy thing i like it wasn't wind that blew it out those things are not they don't go in and out easily no someone took it you gotta yank them pretty hard yeah i had somebody back into my trailer in one of those storage places and break the lights on the side of it yeah I don't keep it there. I don't I don't really like keeping it outdoors anyway, but there's not much we can do about it. Is your stored indoors at FP, Dan? His is not. He's frozen. Oh. Yes, he is. Oh, how funny. No, I'm just messing with you. Oh, but my, oh, my, tra- my trailer <laughs> uh has been stolen once already, so I didn't want to say where it was. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's right. It was at Roberts. <laughs> So I froze. The the, the <laughs> answers were running, <laughs> trying to think of what to do. Yeah. So just lots of lots of little things, and I'm sad, you know, because I have a special place in my heart for the Hondo event. I'm I am really disappointed. I really wanted to go. I know. I know. Well, and then there was a threat of some rain on Sunday, which I was just like, it was, it was just. And that's of the four, the dustiest of all the runways, isn't it? I well, remember traction was tough there. 
Honda was the very first event I went to spectate at, and it was also the first event that I ran my car at. Oh, okay. So that's so, why it's special. It's special. I like the setup there. I like the hotel. I like the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like I like everything about it. It's yeah. great. Uh, yeah, so I will only make two events this year. Well, you're still going to uh, you're still going to Indy. You just don't know it yet. That's what I heard. Rumor has it. Okay, <laughs> maybe you can take my car up there for me and just park it. You know, hey, you know the transport service is in business. <laughs> we could go and try to blow a turbo up there for you again. <laughs> Force performance said I've reached I've reached my allotment of turbos. Oh, you're there next, Todd. That's, I, I think uh, I'm there now. Yeah, your thing is, I <laughs> didn't get to give any of mine back, so they weren't quite as opposed to me getting new buying more. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah I th I think you need either a '95. What? No, '95, '69. Yeah. I think you need a '94, '95, '64 S or a '95, '69 S. What's the difference between the two? Five millimeters of wheel size on the tur on the turbine. Uh, Which before you buy those. This is Taylor trying to figure out how not to reveal what his turbos are. <laughs> I, I just, Should I just call Robert and say, hey, give me Taylor's turbos? I mean, I, I don't know because we're yet to see if... Because originally mine were an X, X3C cover. We put an X4C cover on them. Um, but we haven't had enough dyno time to see if it alleviated some of the surge issue that I had. Well, I mean, ultimately what we're going to have to do with yours is uh, one of the things we talked about before, which is... By like allow the turbo to bypass air through the engine, whether it be you know uh, straight out the intake piping or what you know like a blow off valve scenario might be the might yeah be the and you know one thing that alle uh, alleviated that too was letting me rev a little bit higher so Todd might not feel that issue with as high as he he's gonna rev anyway I mean e either way with the G40s he's gonna have that problem too uh they're just they're large yeah but with the Zona you're gonna get a lot more response out of it and that almost is like you know it's it's almost a, a, a bug that's also a feature it's like a you know it's both because it <laughs> does have the capability to spool up so much quicker and when it does it runs it can run into the surge line and have problems so we'll we'll have to like really get attention on the cam timing in the car and make sure that uh you know it's set up right and then maybe even end up having to bypass uh bypass the mirror around the engine just to keep the turbos in the right flow range hey i, I will say though although i guess it's the same turbine housing on my old turbos my 71 64s i when we changed to bigger ones i did expect a lot more lag and i was pleasantly surprised it was not as much as i expected when you went from the 70 what yeah, the 7164s to my magical secret turbos now. To the yeah, 95s. I yeah. went to uh I went from 65s to 71s to 82s. And there is a difference between the 65 and the 82, but it's it's not it's not huge. I mean, it, it it's just it just doesn't it's not as snappy is what it is. Yeah, you, you know, maybe maybe for this episode um it's my big turbo reveal. I have 9564s. <laughs> <laughs> I figured we were just going to edit that out, but <laughs> damn it. I mean, maybe we can get some viewers or some subscribers or something on this you know, channel. Um, will you do me a favor and measure your turbos? <laughs> Cause I need to know how big they are. If I'm going to buy them, I need to know how big they are. I have the sheet, the spec okay. sheet. Yeah. And they are, 
Uh, so a, a 64 is in an X3C cover is exactly the same dimensions as an 8264 in an X3C cover, which is exactly the same dimensions as a 9564 in an X3C. Mm-hmm. The only difference that that the only thing that changes is you can put the bigger compressor cover on it, uh, which you know changes things ever so slightly because it has a bigger inlet and a bigger outlet. What's it? What's the difference between those and the the 9569? Well, the ni- the 9569 is just is is a bigger turbine wheel same compressor side bigger turbine wheel mm-hmm. so all things being equal it'll flow more up top and it'll respond slower at the bottom okay yeah i need to talk to robert yeah you do i mean i know what he's going to tell you i think what i think, think he's going to tell you to get 95 64s yeah well you want to make 1800 horsepower that's your number right <clears throat> okay and or 1700 Mm-hmm. And and that's the turbo for that. Okay. okay. And that's one of those sizes that just works really, really well, like better than you would expect. There's all kinds of crazy stuff that goes into it. You know, there's, there's, you know, harmonic resonances at different <clears throat> speeds that make weird things happen. And, and, uh, and that's really, that's really the problem with the Garrett. There's a harmonic resonance that happens right around 130,000 RPM. And that turbo will, that, that G35 turbo will explode right around 130,000. If you run it, at 130,000. That's why they say the speed limit's 128, incidentally. What happens if you do 177,000? <laughs> but so here's here's the interesting thing. Uh, if you're at 135,000 RPM, that Garrett Turbo's fine. Mm. Don't spend a few seconds at 130. Just push right through it. And so that, you know, that's what kind of got me saying that it's a, it's a compromise of a design. I was trying not to give away too much information about it for recording purposes but it, it will come apart and and the the way the the trim is on the zone is they're they're a lot lar- you know a lot uh more disparity between the intake and the in the exhaust side of the compressor wheel essentially and um it does a lot better as a result and even the guy that i know that i would like to get him on here we need to you know i was kind of referring to him as as the mysterious turbo engineer but he works for a large oem that um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yep. That does uh, tractors and that sort of thing. And he goes to dinner with the Garrett folks when they're making deals on, you know, what turbos they're going to put on their new tractor. And he just knows a ton about it. He knows more. He, he knows more about it than anybody. Uh, maybe even Robert. I don't know. But, um, you know, he tells me that the Zona stuff in that size range will work better than than the than the garrett offering but i don't like to tell you what to do because i'm biased so i try to stay out of that here's the thing with bias though it doesn't always mean you're wrong it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't but i don't like be on the right team you know there's nothing wrong with that i don't i don't like to push things on people i mean look i'm i'm in a position where i don't have any room i have there's no physical room to put this turbo Hmm. You I mean, know. I guess there's a reason yeah, why but... Joe put that one where he put it because they're not that different in size. The 42. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're both mid frame, so they're probably pretty similar. Yeah, I guess. 